Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. September 15th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Wacky Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a great start to their morning. Going to get some rain today, so make sure you're bringing your coat or jacket with you if you're heading out or if you're listening on podcasts. You already know what the weather is going to do. You're in the future. Roush, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing okay. How are you? Okay doesn't sound great. It's fine enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine enough. It's, you know, I'm a little tired. Oh, well, how about some coffee? You, you got coffee? Yeah. Good, good. Okay, you'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Justin, hopefully a little bit more chipper. I am extremely tired. Oh my gosh. But I'm here. It's Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday. I got me a big red, so. You have a big red at 7.05 in the morning? I'm not a, I'm not a coffee guy. Big red. Disgusting. I'm not a coffee guy either. Some people but... drink coffee. Some people drink soda. Some people are weird and drink water. Big red at yeah, yeah. Seven a.m. No it. better time. I just don't know what that means for the rest of your day if you're starting it off with a big red. The that amount means... of sugar you're just pumping into your veins right now. I oh. just feel like at noon I'd just be dead. I I drink over half my calories every day, guys. God, that's such a waste. Oh, it is. I know. You could just drink coffee or water like a normal person. But Big Red, of all sodas, you can't even get, like, diet something? What's, what's the hate with Big Red? It's the best soda. No. Yes. It's, like, the most, like, I can't even, all soda is inherently just not good for you. Like, we can all agree on that. But nothing screams, this is full of just 20th century garbage produced by the U.S. industrial complex more than Big Red. I will make exceptions to enjoy a big red with a White Castle at 2 a.m. once in a blue moon. I, I don't understand but, how you can honestly say that when they've got like Dr. Pepper, vanilla, cherry, chocolate, cherry yeah, that's flavored. disgusting. Yeah. Like all those mixed but drinks big, are way worse than this. But big red, though, is just bright red. Yeah, that's awesome. Nothing, like, like the only thing that occurs in nature that red is blood. Well, I get that's what that's why it's red. It gets in your blood and turns your blood like a neon red. Get you pumped <laughs> for your day. That's why I drink it. You could maybe try the, the diet version. It's not as bad. You know, Isn't that what everybody likes to get at White Castle's Big yes. Red? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why that's a thing, but that's the oh. only time I ever have it. You know, Nick, you joke on me, but Big Red Zero is actually pretty dang good. I had a teacher uh, in high school. He taught at the sales for 37 years, something like that. And uh, he called Big Red the nectar of the gods. It that's is. what he drank. He had like a big old, you know those like uh, coffee... It almost looks like the size of an entire coffee pot. Mm-hmm. He would fill that up with, I think his was, he ended up being diet and caffeine-free Big Red. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, just pounding Big Reds all day. Jeez, it's good to imagine. I sometimes need to remind myself, like, I'd need to get a big water thing of that to drink it, let alone, I, and I don't, let alone I could do that with soft drink. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Crazy start, but at least you got your Big Red. You'll be riding high in hey, no time. You know why he likes Big Red, Terry? Why's that? Little guy's got to feel big somehow. Oh. 
I do wonder, didn't they used to call IU Big Red before like Nebraska oh, yeah. kind of way back in the day, yeah. yeah. Thought, I thought I thought so. Actually those um remember not too long ago I showed you all that the old Indiana logo with the bison? Yes. I think that's when they were Big Red. Yeah, maybe that's even when I saw it too. But I know I've seen it other times as well. Uh we do have some big news to start today's show. Pretty exciting stuff. When you all text in 502-414-1450 which it's a wacky Wednesday. Send on in the text, 502-414-1450. You'll be texting into the Thornton's text line. Yeah. It is the Thornton's text line. Thanks to Kelly Leonardo and former CSAA star Nick Roush. Alex Cupper, unfortunately, after his CSAA career, actually made a poor decision in a CSAA career. Just made poor decisions where he was going to play high-level football. Uh, really, every Trinity. step of the way until Louisville. he was on the, I think, the Texans for like a little bit. Yeah, suck at Jags. Went to St. Agnes, too. Boo. They were our big rivals. Really? Mm-hmm. Rayfield and Agnes. Some great, would say the nastiest rivalry in all CSAA. Great gem. Thank well, you. Love that gem. Oh, Agnes or Rayfield? Agnes. Rayfield's better. They no, just didn't they didn't get have the one fan. four. They, well, they certainly did. It did? Nicer. Much nicer. When? Newer. Always. Name the time they didn't. didn't. Rayfield just never hosted anything. Wow. Don't know. Our yeah, pastor was own... like super against it from, I think, like an insurance oh, liability let's, standpoint. But let's I was like, you got to be covered under CSAA. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're really rolling in the dough, but, but it's like, something. That's, a, that's yeah, like a nice I little. Uh, I agree. Because that, that was, uh, Agnes was our favorite, my favorite place to play. That was the only hardwood forward you could play a. Like, Little League basketball game, for lack of a better term. Cool thing about Agnes was the dual side bleacher. Like, you had people all around you. Yeah. It really yeah. felt like big leagues. The issue with Agnes, it was darker than Vietnam. They were, Didn't like, they have, they had like, natural windows li- they had natural lighting yeah. a lot of times. So you could get some, you get blinded by the light? They had light. They had lights, but that place was so big that, like, the lights on the top didn't do as much as the eight huge windows that they had. Yeah, and sometimes you'd be shooting a free throw and be like a glare right in your eye. Mm. So, Rayfield, much better, cooler, better, better, for sure. And then Cupper went to Trinity. Boo, boo. Trinity, zero football wins in the post-baby era. Still? Yeah, unbelievable, Jeez. huh? Middle of September. That's crazy. Wake me up when September ends. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, then he went to U L, which... He was good on the radio until he was too honest about how terrible oh, they gosh, were. Oh, gosh, boy. That was crazy. Um. Yeah, that was during, I think, the Bobby. I think it was 2018, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was doing play-by-play with Paul Rogers. And, or he did, co- he did color, and Paul obviously did the play-by-play. He was awesome. He was so good. It was it was awesome to hear, like, his insight. Uh, kind of knew a lot about, you know, Bobby at that point and what they were trying to do or what they were looking to do uh, just because so many of the players had, had previous stints under Bobby when he was at UofL. But – just kind of, I think it was like the third or fourth game of the year. He he made some remarks. He was like, "I, I'm up here, but we'll have to." I forget who the guy on the sideline was. He was like, "From up here, it looks like the players just have kind of quit on on themselves." It was like the second quarter, mm-hmm. and they went to maybe it was uh, Jody Dimling, yeah, Dimling on the field, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to say it myself, but I think you may be onto something." And sure enough, I don't even know if they let him finish the year. I think they did, but. Didn't let him back after that. Too negative, they said. No, for a too, team that went honest. two and ten, fired their coach mid middle of the season, and the team had completely quit to the point where uh, you had players mm. fighting the athletic director on the sideline. So, oh, which great segue, TJ. Thank you. Guess but who, but shout out to the Thornton's text line. Yeah, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Get in the Thornton's text line. Guess who's going to be on the sideline Saturday? You, the coach, 
that tried to not fight the tight end. Lorenzo Ward is on the Chattanooga Mocks oh, coaching yeah, I staff. Think, uh, I think Stoops mentioned that on his coach's show Monday night. Good. Yeah. That's a nice blast from the past. I wonder what he's up to. Pretty big fall. Power five to FCS. Uh, apparently, they did have one of the best defenses in FCS last year. So, at least that. It's worth something. Yeah, that is kind of weird. You'd think he'd be able to. Because he he'd been he had some, other jobs, yeah, too. He had some other nice jobs in to, his career. Uh, he was South Carolina defense coordinator for like six years. Right. Yeah. So, so he was the interim head coach when 0 2. Can you even years. name the, the, the tight end that tried to fight him? Was it it was a Hicatini? Yes. It was? Yeah. Yeah, it was a big white guy. But man, that was He was pretty good, but the team was so bad I think he was frustrated and yep. things didn't didn't go well. Oh man. Things don't typically go well for a little football. You you love to see it. Yes. You really do. That was so that was your segue to just introduce Lorenzo Ward. Yeah, Lorenzo Ward. That's my my fun fact about the Chattanooga Mocks. Is that all you got? Um what are they gonna even try to do? Like what? Ball security. No. Are you talking about Kentucky? Yes. No, I'm talking about Chattanooga. Like, what would their offensive game plan even look like? I'm not sure. Move the ball. <laughs> You're, you haven't gotten there yet? Nope. <laughs> really behind on my Chattanooga mocks prep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know what they would what they would do. Yeah, and I know that uh, previously Kentucky's played some teams that give wonky. Like, uh, I think it was UT Martin did like a 3-3-5 and – you know, you, you've had some teams give weird looks. I don't think that's the case with Chattanooga. Uh, so, really, they're just telling. Liam Cohen spoke yesterday and said, "Hey, take care of the ball, ball security, ball security, ball security. Let's win in the trenches, and everything else will take care of itself this week." So, and the the way that Cohen's put it, I mean, if you look at the early returns on his offense. The only criticism you can have is five turnovers and what, 14, 15? I think a third of their possessions are in turnovers. Yeah. Cut down on those and everything else is gravy right now. Maybe two, three and outs. That's been it. I know there was only one in the Missouri game. I, I, I would have I would have guessed it was maybe just one on the whole season, but. Uh, let's see. Um, there were two punts. In the yeah, there there was a three and out in the ULM game uh, at the start of the second half, Kentucky's first possession. But aside from that, so two three and outs on the year, a lot of touchdowns and and turnovers. That's it. So clean up the turnovers. A lot of other things take care of themselves. Yeah, I it, I'm just kind of curious, like what kind of offensive scheme Chattanooga is going to run? Do they throw it? Do they run it? Do they go edges? Do they go up the middle? Probably not up the middle. At least they wouldn't. I don't think they'd try to do that on Saturday, but we'll have plenty of time to figure that stuff out and get around to it. It should be an easy win for UK where they can work on those things that Roush Roush had mentioned and just uh, get healthy, I think, more than anything and and then get back to to preparing for their first road game uh, on the road against South Carolina which uh, read more about South Carolina, they they certainly seem to be a sloppy football team. But uh, again, we have plenty of time to talk about that as well. UK is going to get a commitment today in basketball, which is pretty cool. Man, he's really good at basketball. He is. When he's considered a top five guy by a lot of people, yes, I was. I was not giving enough credit yesterday. I called him a top ten guy. But Chris Livingston committing today. Do we? Have, do you know the time, Terry? Don't know the time. Okay. 110% going to Kentucky. 
You said that? Are you saying that? No, that's a question. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, you all are acting pretty sure about it. Yeah, I would be acting more. uh, 7 p.m. tonight, uh, SportsCenter's Twitter account. Pretty, pretty From fun. From Akron, Ohio, Bucknell, Kentucky's recruited some football guys from there. Nice to see him get a guy as talented as Livingston, which, man, here's the thing, too, uh, that Jack kind of pointed out. You got Sky Clark, got Shaden Sharp, you're going to get Livingston. If you can get Kaysen Wallace, too, like the, the whole, I'll believe Cal was playing four guards when I see it. I think we have to see it if you've got that many talented guards, right? Can't keep all those guys off the floor. We've seen Cal play multiple guards a lot. So, yes, we will definitely see it to continue. The narrative that Cal doesn't play enough guards is ridiculous. And people not being able to go back in time just three years is somewhat mind-numbing. Well, you know what I think more it is? It's the two bigs. So, you you get that bogged down with – you're thinking of they don't play enough guards kind of deal. Yeah, and people also just need to remember last year's team stunk. Right, right, Didn't really matter who they were going to play. Wasn't going to be all that great. Wasn't going to be all that fun. Chris Livingston uh, looks like he's uh, three different different high schools in three years. I guess four years now. I mean, isn't that most of these basketball players? No, I wouldn't say most of them. Scott Clark's did the same thing. I, I, I can at least, I at least know that one did. I, it's not completely uncommon, but always just something interesting. Doesn't doesn't have to mean anything. Could just mean he kept improving, kept wanting to go to better schools. Averaged uh, twenty five points a game as a freshman playing in Akron. That is pretty insane to think about. Then for sophomore year, just decided he transferred to a new place, still in Ohio. And uh, averaged 33 points and 12 rebounds per game. Hmm. So that's pretty nuts. Now he will be playing at Oak Hill for one final season. Hopefully they're able actually to like play and not have games canceled left and right. But it will be a nice commitment. The uh, way I kind of look at it is just those athletic wings. It seems like Florida just has one of each every year. They're one and dones. That's, that's what Kentucky's getting here. Florida State, that's what Kentucky's getting here. Nice wing player, nice swing player, and already has a grown man's body. So, great addition to an already stellar class, and I don't think Kentucky's done. Well, yeah. I can tell you they're not done. Kind of nice. You, not even a hot take. They will undoubtedly add more players. The, the, the drama's kind of fun, but it is kind of nice to just take the drama out of getting a bunch of top five guys in your basketball recruiting class. Isn't it kind of weird <laughs> that, like – I feel like we were in like a – and not that Kentucky didn't get nice players. I feel like I always have to preface that. But it seemed like there wasn't as many just stress-free recruitments. And it seemed like the more kind of bananas the recruitments were, the less likely it was Kentucky was going to get the guy. Who did Kentucky get in like just kind of bonkers recruitments? Kevin Knox maybe a little bit, but that – wasn't so much like he was decommitting, committing, doing these visits, doing weird things. It was just – Everybody kind of thought it was Duke, and it went into May. Yeah. One that was kind of like that that we overlooked because he wasn't very good at Kentucky was E.J. Montgomery. That was one where he was uncommitted at the McDonald's All-American game. It was Kentucky or Duke. And I think he had – didn't he have some quote about, like, the Duke guys? He didn't call them a bunch of weirdos, but – Who was that They're a bunch of weirdos. E.J. Montgomery. 
<laughs> oh yeah, um, he he did that. That's a good one. That's a good reference. EJ Montgomery is one a weird one that Kentucky won. Although we saw how that worked out in the long run. Yeah, he just I think he kind of like alluded to them kind of just being like really clicky and immature. Yeah, yeah, just like oh, I don't know if I want to be with those those guys. But I, I mean, remember that good, good callback. I think that is kind of the point. There was a lot of these guys that Kentucky did end up beating somebody out for in like a long recruitment. Like it didn't. Just didn't pop the same way as others, you know. Just didn't have the the same kind of. Kind of disagree. I feel like the the weirdest ones, the few one like when Kentucky got Kevin Knox, everybody was just going bonkers. Where Kentucky getting Chris Livingston today is just going to be like golf clap. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I think both my point was like they didn't. I I think the guys that Kentucky's getting in the most undramatic fashion might be the best. There is a weird correlation there, and. What what even could you make of that? Like, what hypotheses could one have for these kids are less drama? They're all about wanting to work and get into the system and get better. I guess that would be it. Um, but there is a weird correlation that makes that true. Anthony Davis, no fuss, Brandon commits to Ru- UK. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, no fuss, commits to Carl UK. Towns. Brandon Knight was a little later in the game. It was. Yeah. I thought it was early. Um, I know and Michael really Kidd Gilchrist committed at the same time. And it was super early for Michael Kidd Gilchrist. It was slightly, I guess, late for Brandon Knight, but springish. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't anything. It was. It, we've had much later and crazier ones. And even you can make a case for like the Jamal Murrays of the world. They were their timelines were squeezed together because of the reclassification. But that was what like a one month recruitment though. It was basically no. yeah, and it, all that came down to was UK being closer to Oregon. So that's ultimately where and he then went. Finding a good cape. And finding a good cape yep. Got to, and doing it on TSN, the Toronto Sports Network, or is that what it's called? No, it's just the Sports Network. That's that's what the T is for? Yeah. The. That's so Canada. Yeah. <laughs> that is so Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there have been a couple – early on in Cal, like – like Harrison's, there was some uncertainty and there was a lot of drama. Yeah, there's like been the a Randles. lot of good players that have also had – uh, right drama around their recruitment, but, but as of late, really good too. There hasn't like hasn't hasn't had the same pop. Maybe it's just because the caliber caliber player just in general hasn't been the same. But man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And, and that's uh, you know uh, last season stunk. How many times could, can we say it? We'll continue to say it. It was not fun. But going into each season with a little bit of optimism, a little bit of hope. And then we're even looking ahead to the 2022-2023 season, which has been kind of the norm for Calipari for the most part. Not only can you get excited about the upcoming season, but you have reason to get excited about the seasons in the future too. Now the players are generally changing, and that's a lot for some folks, but it's still more fun than the alternative of, wow, we're going to stink this season. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just happy not to be doing that. Oh, very happy not to be doing that. It's also a weird contradiction we've got developing between this upcoming team that is going to be the oldest team Calipari has ever coached and will ever coach uh, five transfers or give or take Kellen Grady's basically a 30 year old uh, out there I mean the dynamic going from that to one and done superstar NBA talent it's different. It's gonna. It's gonna be yeah. different. So this year's. I can enjoy this year, folks, because it's not going to be like something you see very often. I'm curious what kind of holdover you're going to end up getting, though, with all the guys coming in. 
Like that that's a where do certain guys fit into the puzzle? You're you're Jacob Toppins and Lance Wears. Right? Yeah, yeah. Those are the big ones. It's it's it feels a little different with your CJ Fredericks of the world, you know. I mean, because he he does have like a year or two, right? And he yes. he could be a specialized kind of player, uh, like Xavier Wheeler. He's got a year or two, but like uh, you know, I I don't I don't necessarily see there being conflicts with some, but with others, it's like eh, where do these pieces fit? I'll, I'll I'll worry about that later. You know, I, I'm going to enjoyed this upcoming team for now but it is a weird flip going from all right well we're putting you can tell that cal was in the let's put some band-aids on with some transfers for right away success and then let orlando and chin and jay get to work on the recruiting trail to to get back to what we do best yeah that's kind of the hard part with this this era of covid and of grad transfers you you don't have really an idea and then you throw in the nil and it's like what if what if you have uh what if we find out the dollar amounts of these basketball players because i think when once we once the dust settles and we have an idea of how much it's going to be what if you had somebody that had a great season that normal times would like a keon brooks who is a junior May want to be done with college basketball. Seems to be enjoying the experience for the most part. Also seems like a good kid. But what if you have somebody like Keon Brooks that goes out there, averages like 13 and 6, and is like the the second or third best player on a Kentucky team that makes a deep Final Four run? As a junior with his NBA upside, you're probably looking at like late first round, best case scenario for him, all things considered. What if he says... At that point, you probably would go if you're first round. But for argument's sake, let's say he's mid-second round draft pick. What if he says, I'm making good money at UK. I'm getting a lot of exposure. I've got like my own brand, my own stuff. That's selling. No, it's not millions of NBA dollars, but what I'm improve my game. I just average 13 and 6. I come back one more ride, and I get that up to 16 and 10, and maybe I move into the late first round. I get a guaranteed contract. I'm taking some liberties here with this example, but... We don't know how the nil is going to factor in in some of these decisions. Yeah, yeah. Then you're bringing in a huge class of really, really talented freshmen. And some people hate this. I love this with Calipari. I, I like the idea of like, hey, if you're scared of competition, then then get to get to moving. It does some. I don't know if it's necessarily backfired with a transfer big time, but I do think sometimes there's been maybe players that felt a little squeezed on the way out. Uh, like they had to jump and, and go to the league instead of hanging around. And this was back before you got a free transfer year as well. So times we got to remember are a little bit different there. But I I, oh, I would rather have this. We have no idea what next year is going to look like except for the freshmen coming in. And you're right, like CJ and Dante you would assume would be back. Um, but, you know, even like a Damian Collins, we don't know what he's going to look like. Topping, you have no idea. We don't know. We don't know what – we have no clue. Yep. And uh, – it's equal parts exciting and nerve-wracking, but at least you have such a star-studded group of freshmen coming in that's not done yet, as we've mentioned, that you can add to the fold and know like at least we'll have a fine core. Then you throw in the transfer portal, Kentucky should never be bad again at basketball, and I mean that. Is Keon Brooks really only a junior this year? Correct. Yep. He seems like one of those players in college basketball that's been around for forever. He's just been playing since he was a freshman, and when you see Kentucky as much on TV, and especially when you uh, – help produce a UK radio show, you've just been hearing his name for a long time. And especially somebody that's been calling high school basketball in Indiana, you've been hearing his name a long, long time. That's true. So that's probably more of what it is. It's just been in your – been 
bounced around in your brain for about the last six years, probably. So that makes sense. That makes it always seem a little bit longer. Yeah, there is. Um, you, you hope that Brooks, I, you know, as much as I like having Keon around, would be nice if he just blew up and became a first round pick. Because I do get some Alex Poitras vibes without the injury. Is that no? He was injured. Remember, didn't play a good oh, chunk yeah. of last season. I, I, so yeah, I'm getting some Alex Poitras vibes. Yeah, but I feel this is fun little Wednesday conversation. I feel like with Alex Poitras, he was going up, 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 up. Injury, oh no, and then just kind of leveled out. Keon Brooks has just been. You're waiting for him to break through. Hasn't of. really had his big up yeah, yet, right? Yeah, like right. you're waiting for that big up. And he this, didn't dunk on Duke and no. have like a double double. And he was never like number one in a mock draft. <laughs> yeah, and that right. was obviously premature. And overall, Wasn't I loved that Alex. Chad Ford too. I believe so. Yeah, Chad Ford. What's that guy doing? I don't think he isn't he still doing drafts somewhere. <laughs> Not. Uh, I mean, he might have at ChadFord.com, but I don't know if there's a NBABigBoard.com. <laughs> Chad Ford's big board. Chad so, Ford's yeah. big board. Yeah. Kind of ring to, to say, it actually yeah. yeah it does have a pretty nice ring to it yeah so we're i guess we are waiting for that breakthrough for for keon brooks really good at missing last second layups to tie games though he's also he needs to work on that finishing through contact thing he does he does uh wouldn't I be like, a problem yeah. if kenny payne was in lexington am i right <laughs> right there which by the way i've got you got kenny payne beef I've got Kenny Payne anxiety. It's probably a good time to take a break. Wait, what's wrong with what is Kenny Payne doing? Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got, got a bad feeling. You got a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Let's go to a break, and I'll come back and tell you. I, I have no clue what you're talking about, but this should be good. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Like the pine trees lining the winding road, I've got a name. I've got a name Like a singing bird in the croaking toad I've got a name I've got a name Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I never got a jug. I wasn't going to go waste my time. God, what a nerd. What a nerd. I had cool things to do, like go smoke drugs and drink alcohol. While a funny joke, historically inaccurate while in high school. I didn't hear sarcasm in your tone, so I'm going to take that as, yes, you smoked drugs and did alcohol. No, historically inaccurate, but I but accurate, not first part accurate, second part a radio bit. Man, a lot, to of, make a lot of explaining laugh. here, Terry. Yeah, I just need to get out in front of that one. <laughs> Let me explain something. That made no sense before I went to the break. Yeah, you said you're sick of Kenny Payne. I've got Kenny Payne anxiety. Because I think he's going to be the next University of Louisville basketball coach. Oh. Yeah. I don't know about that. Probably next year. You think so? Really, I think that for Louisville, it's going to come down to how much are they willing to pay to get rid of these guys. Because I don't sense a lot of excitement for either. Satterfield's going to be gone after Saturday. Or, you know, Saturday will be the end of him because they're going to get blown out by UCF. It's going to be ugly. Fans will start booing. I think I'm going to go to the game just to 
enjoy the booze from the crowd. I really want to go to the game. Wife said no. Wow. She doesn't want to go. I get it. Super pregnant. I asked the wife, would she rather Downs After Dark or Louisville Football Games? Downs After Dark is Friday night, too? Saturday night. And that's when they're doing Louisville Live in the paddock, which I'm sure that is just... What's that turn out going to be? Oh, my gosh. Have we thought about like the gamble that is Friday night for Vince Tyre? We've talked about it. The half-price drinks till halftime. Yes. Nice... Nice liquored up. Oh, really lubricated. This this has the chance to all be the di- way disco demolition day. I kind of think that too. Like I maybe I wouldn't be surprised if there's some vandalism if UVL just gets rocked by Central Florida after everything that happened last week. After everything that's been going on with UVL athletics with the football team this season, Roush. I'm not taking that completely off the table. But what if it's complete disaster Friday night? Who's going to be picking up their bootstraps and saying, I'm heading back almost to the same part of town, and I'm going to see the basketball team's practice scrimmage thing? Probably not a lot. Yeah. Now, the good thing is they're doing it. They're, they'll have the disguise of church people at Churchill Downs. Right. So you'll get some, like, <sighs> empathetic U of L fans that will be like, well, we're already at Churchill. Let's go pop by and say, like, throwing L's up or something like that. <laughs> That's probably what their line of thinking was. Like, if we do it at 4th Street, nobody's going to show up. Like, if we do it when there's already an event going on, at least we can just show how crowded things are and make it seem like they're actually here for us. But that's that's a huge risk. Now, if UofL wins on Friday night, you got a nice, happy, pumped up, drunk crowd. Everybody's this. Well, this is Vince Tyree's big gamble. Half price drinks, super drunk crowd, either helps propel the cards to a win, feels like a turning point in their season because the ACC stinks. There are games they can win remaining on their schedule. And everybody, they can kind of exhale for a second. Or you lose at home to Central Florida where you're eight, nine, seven point, depending where you're seeing it. Dogs at home to an American Athletic Conference team. You get beaten. You know the season's going to stink. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's mad. Good luck. Man. So you think Kenny Payne will will take over for Mac afterwards? I really do. But here's the but like you just saw what all their folks did to a guy that was a college student at UK not liking U of L. They get mad that Vince Tyree's a UK guy. Neil they, Brown, they, we can't hire him. They get they get so mad about like UK stain or UK stink on Ken, people. Kenny Payne is an exception though for them. And I also think that the way like, I was having a conversation. I don't know who. It might have even been press box chatter. Uh, but the the remember they had that kumbaya at Papa Murphy's a week or two ago? And there was a definite, hey, why don't we have any minority head coaches? Feels like they're that's going to be the route I, they want to take with one of their next major hires. I agree with that. Kenny Payne, not only does he check some alma mater boxes, but he's also universally well-respected in the business. And, I mean, it's 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 one of those things, too, that if your rivals, like, we stink because our – like, people really held him in high regard I'm, at, at Kentucky. I would want that at Louisville just to tick him off. And here's the thing, too. Is bad like as much as I would hate to see it happen, it wouldn't make the rivalry fun again, right? You could get some like Cal and Kenny like joint press conference where they're like, 
throwing barbs at one another. I do just worry that he would actually make them good, though. Like, I, if I'm U of L, and I would, I would say this in football. I, I have said it with their next football hire as well. But basketball, I, I don't care who it is. Just go get a coach that has been proven to get multiple five stars into the program. I feel like so many of U of L's basketball issues are lack of talent, yeah. first and foremost. Same but thing then, with Satterfield. But then, just, no I, it's it goes back to that conversation I had with my Louisville friend, who was like, "I just don't think you can really understand where we're at." And I think there's truth to it. And maybe Justin could help explain this a little bit. But like, imagine seeing your rival just get five star after 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 five star. You go up to like forty or fifty of those. For 12 freaking years, Roush, for over a decade, and you can count on probably one hand how many you've had. Maybe you get to throw in a second hand if you're yeah, feeling Wayne a little Bla- saucy. Wayne Blackshear. Blackshear, Clark, well, Clark and Williams, I guess, before the Calipari era, so we'll have to throw them out. Was Mitchell? I don't know. I think Mitchell may have been a four-star, but he may. He was a, at most, he was a McDonald's. I don't think there's yeah. more than 10 in the last 12 years for no, UL. No, no way. And That's because there's none left over well, after Kentucky and Duke get done. There, there, there are, because if places like LSU and Alabama can get five well, stars, then certainly the University of Louisville can do it I more mean, consistently. Think about it from a realistic standpoint. There's 20, what, 24, all, 24 five-stars typically? 24, 25? Anywhere from 20 to 30. Okay, so Kentucky and Duke typically get – Combined, what seven or eight? Probably, probably. I mean, that's a, that's a good majority. I mean, Kentucky and Duke yeah, are getting the, whoever they want, and then everyone else pretty well gets leftovers. Not saying Louisville needs to get as many as Kentucky or Duke. I'm just saying, if I were a Cards fan, my mindset of just seeing your rival dominate the recruiting trail and you having very little to show for it, and oddly enough, the series head to head seems to indicate the talent gap between the two programs. Louisville's stolen a few of them, but for the most part, it's been completely and totally dominated by Kentucky. I would just want anybody that has shown that they can bring talent into the school. And then the same for football. Just somebody that can recruit Louisville. you got to start winning more battles than not in Louisville, and then you can expand. So much, well, football recruiting is a little different than national or than basketball recruiting from a local versus national perspective. But if I'm a U of I guess my only concern would be if I was a UofL fan with Kenny Payne, and this would be my only concern because Kenny Payne is just – he's a winner, great dude. Everybody loves him that's ever talked with him or spent time with him. You talk to the former UK players, obviously they love him too. Uh, my only thing is would it be a guaranteed slam dunk that he'd be able to bring five stars to UofL? I think he'd be able to do it occasionally. I just don't know if it'd be like, hey, every year I want one or two. I don't know. Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. It probably would depend on how well he starts winning and how early he starts winning. But I don't think it'd be a slam dunk that he would guaranteed to be like a threat on the recruiting trail. Pain? Yes. I think that's why you get him is because of his recruiting. I don't think it'd be a lock, though. I think he'd do well. I mean, but but, I, I but, but nobody's well. a lock. But if you if you there look are at, locks. If you look you at, all could get locks. Like if you could lock get on McLean. If you, well, he's already. Oh, paid yeah, they've already yeah, got him in there. Yeah, exactly. No, but I think if you look at the 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 options out there, he's one of the better ones, right? From re- like recruiting, st- like I yes. don't know which. Like, yeah, uh, yes, I'm not. I'm not trying to downgrade how good Kenny Payne could be at U of L. I just that I, would be my one concern is that well, you don't have Calipari. It's not the Calipari and Payne insurance combo. company, anymore, right? Right. It's him doing it by himself at a program that's got a pretty sticky reputation right now. Pun intended. Yes, definitely intended. And that's not – it's. I would just want somebody that's like, hey, 
you wouldn't hire Will Wade. I know that. Right, but like, right, right. Will Wade has gotten five star after five star after five star at LSU. That's where I think it's tough in this in this like real life situation as to who you can even get that isn't who's a five star recruiter that hasn't cheated. <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, you're you're yeah. You're, that's a good point. Like you're either especially with they've the either cheated or they're at a spot where they're not going to leave. Neely Bendapudi is not going to approve a hiring of anybody that's got like the remote. I mean, she just suspended Chris Mack six games, yeah. which maybe deservedly so. But she's not. You're 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 spot on about that. So maybe Kenny Payne's your. You're somewhat safe, and you hope that the ceiling is is really, really high, as high as it was at Kentucky. But he he would at minimum be able to get do what Mac's doing on the recruiting trail. There is no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah. He he would do a better job recruiting than Chris Mack is. But I will say this: whether it's Kenny Payne or anybody, it could be Will Wade, it could be as long as Calipari's UK's head coach. I'm not worried about U of L. That's a pretty nice luxury to have. Oh, I'm not in the slightest. Could U of L beat Kentucky on any given year? It could certainly happen. But from where the programs are going to be, it's we're comfortable. Mm, very comfortable. Yeah, we we are. Suck at cards. Oh man, TJ, I've got another news story. We had the uh, remember Mead County. They had the the, the people dressed the up cat like people, dogs and cats. Please tell me an update <laughs> on the cat people. Well, we have. Did the a, dog people get them? This is a different school now. Uh, at a middle school in Boone County, Camp Ernst Middle School, the school district told parents in a letter this week that kids are barking at each other. Okay. <laughs> We've noticed an uptick in TikTok trends such as challenges that encourage kids to destroy the soap dispenser in the bathroom and kids making animal noises toward each other, specifically barking. We cannot allow kids to bark at each other or any other like behavior. <laughs> I will say this, like soap dispenser destroying thing, is uh, like that's something they're dealing with. Like the the they that that was a, a topic at the wife's faculty meeting yesterday. That's they not ca- cool. They call it. Um, it's it's really dumb. It's they're like hitting a lick or something like that, or a devious lick. And when I heard it, I'm like, oh god, they're going around licking things. Like that's a terrible idea. But no, it's like they're just they're breaking. They're just vandalizing stuff. Kids are such little poop heads. It, but, like, it's one thing to be a poop head and vandalize things. It's another thing to do it and then put it on video for, like, fun. That's true. Really dumb. The barking <laughs> thing, hilarious. Barking thing is absolutely... <laughs> I wish I wish it came from Mead County instead, that they were barking at the cats, but... Oh, was- no. Well, that was, that was the follow-up, is that people were acting like dogs as well. Some people were marking their territory by... <laughs> urinating and just great. random parts of the school. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, there was somebody that there was a parent that uh, told that to Vanetti. So the type of vandalism we would do this middle school? Middle school, yeah. Okay. Type of vandalism. So probably like drawing in the stalls, you know. I was never a drawer. I, any vandalism I did did not want to have I ideally not a trail back to me or actually destroyed anything like it was something that would go away and this is what we would do i I mean like you know spitballs were classic but spitballs eventually evolved in and i into wet toilet paper on the ceiling yeah that was our that was our generation yeah that's good yeah yeah. or pencils uh oh yeah the the little foam (laughs) yeah you try to throw it because it was like that commercial even ones you do anymore where you're throwing the pencils into the the ceiling getting them stuck yeah though see like the 
could the paper wet paper towel stain the ceiling? Sure, uh, but that was good clean fun. You know, they came down. It was funny to look at. And if they somebody fell would down go in there, too. and there'd just be about like thirty of them up there. <laughs> and uh, it didn't. You didn't. It's not like you had to replace a broken soap dispenser. Yeah, our thing was always. Um, you remember? You down. remember the overheads that you would use? People or the teachers would reflect it up on the whiteboard. Yeah, the transparency. So thing. we would yeah. always get in there before the teacher, and we would like draw something on the. Something overhead projector and she would like turn a, it on a phallic symbol yes oh, yeah. then, whatever, like every, every whatever whatever, bonkers, whatever yeah. symbol <laughs> 13 14 year olds are drawing you, you oh, know man. the deal but yeah we would put that on the overhead she would turn it on the whole class would laugh nothing but like then i mean she could erase people, people forget that like those, yeah. our generation had those little transparent things like we took notes off those bad boys yeah it was we were the last of the transparency we before they moved yep. into smart boards and we got smart boards too so we got a little taste of it transparency is way better we I never had, got 3D printers. I had a teacher who he kept his transparency. Like he had, it was like scrolls, where he could kind of take notes and let them like stay there for a while, and then scroll it up and leave it for later. He also had cartoons where he would use different cartoons to make fun of people in our class. We had a short oh. guy, so he'd go out and be like, "Oh, Marv Martian." A lot of bullying going on there, huh? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, this guy deserved it. Good, good, <laughs> most bullying. Good clean it. fun. Yeah. yeah. So breaking the dispensers, not cool. No, not cool. Don't do that. Don't do that. Especially during a pandemic. Try to wash our hands, folks. We really, really are. All right, uh, let's get to the Thornton text line. Man, God, I'm so ups- I'm so upset about that. About the text line being named? Yeah, I, we had about 40 Thornton's people at the hotel last week. They spent 800 plus dollars at the bar. If I'd have just opened my mouth a little bit, I could have locked this down. Oh my gosh, Scooter, this is. This is ultimate yeah, scooter but, dingus, but they're, like they're hindsight still, 2020. They're still up with the station. It worked out. Yeah, I know, but I'm not getting any of that residual income that I could have gotten. This is just. Yeah, do you this work is on people at the bar regularly to be sponsors of the show? I have. The, I certainly have. What do you have to show for it? Nothing. <laughs> Big goose egg. Maybe you're just not a good salesman. <laughs> I am definitely not a good salesman. Hey, but you know what? If you're getting good tips out of it, then you're oh, yeah. kind of a... They, oh, they tip me real good. I like Thornton's a lot. <laughs> Man, uh... Just and now, while we're at it, their breakfast. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Now we gotta take it easy on gas station food. No, No. too many people are thinking that can it it be tolerable? Sure, but I'm not gonna stand for it. No, not using the word great. Thornton's breakfast really is phenomenal. Udoba breakfast burrito back in college was great. Okay, if Salsaritas made a breakfast burrito, I bet that would be great. Thornton's breakfast burritos can't be as good. No, they can't be as good, but they can be like I would take that over a McDonald's breakfast burrito. Interesting. Yes. Okay, I would, I'll, I'll give you, it. I'll give it good. another go. I would take a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant over a McDonald's sandwich. Okay, I didn't know that they had croissants. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, awesome. They have good. But they you got to make sure you flip it around and look at the I'm, tag because I'm they do biscuits element, and um, croissants, and the biscuits not that great. How long have these things been sitting out? That's my gas station concern. They have a time on it. And I tell you what, every time I do go into the Thornton's, which isn't all that often because I just pay at the pump every time, mm-hmm. but if I have to get a lottery ticket, which it's Wednesday, and uh, freaking Trevor just completely just didn't do his just did just, <laughs> just nothing. Yeah. Not not a thing, but neither here nor there. Uh, so the only time I really ever go into gas stations for the most part are traveling to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, I don't see as many Thornton's outside of Louisville, which is oh, I've, I've got one by my house that's popping. And uh, great selection. The donuts are good there. But when Coffee's I do go good. in them, I'm yeah. always impressed with like how updated they are. But I, I just don't know how long those things have been sitting out. Not that I don't peek at them. 
Obviously, I do. But Generally, you, you pretty do hungry have, you do most need of the to time. Go when you're, it's busy in the morning. You know, okay. We get a lot of traffic, and, people going in and out. So they're fresher then. Yeah. And, and take yeah. a look at the time. They've got the time on them. That's good. Mm-hmm. How do we know it's not fake, though? Because it's Thornton, so the best. Well, and it's done by, done by a computer. Well, the Thornton Text Line, we're happy to have them on board. And now that they are easily the best breakfast sandwiches in all the game. That's right. Happy to have them. And uh, everything at Thornton's is great. I really am impressed when I go into Thornton's gas station as opposed to other ones. Yeah. They, they, and, Some feel very also, early 90s, and then, other, and then Thornton's feels 2021. I think HQ is around here. Like, whenever they're testing out new stuff, we get the goods first. Because, like, Louisville's one of those. Love it. It's actually right by the hotel. Yeah. Uh, Texter. The the first Thornton's text line text. Should be the last hot day of the week. Stay lubricated. Man, took Duke to the playground yesterday. Very hot. Wait, where did you read that one? That's what I'm wondering. We can only go down a few songs. Where did you read that one? (laughs) Right after the uh, best golf brand on the market. New messages. Well, I guess that that was from yesterday. That was from yesterday. Oh, well. Messed up the first Thornton's text line. Why, why would you think one that Justin sent over would be? Because it says, like, that's where it says new messages. It's where mine started a new breaker. Right oh, there. you must have closed out early. Ooh. Ooh. Did not. First Thornton's text of the week. Hey, yeah. guys, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing KRC. As you know, I've been doing chemotherapy for prostate cancer, and there's been a great number of days I felt really sick. Anyways, I feel okay now. Well, good enough to work. And I wanted to thank TJ, Nick, and Scooter for making the worst of my days manageable. My or The morning time is always the hardest, and I thank you guys for being there. That is the best way to start the Thornton's text line. Uh, we'll have to edit out Roush's goof yeah, on the yeah, state lubricated cut. of the week. Right. And I responded to this person personally. But first off, thank you for saying that. Secondly, get keep, the hell out of here, cancer. Keep, keep us updated mm-hmm. and keep keep trucking along. I'm sure you're doing a great job. We're proud of you. I'm sure everybody in your life is proud of you. And who hasn't had somebody in their life somewhat impacted by cancer? Who hasn't in their life had somebody that's had to go through chemotherapy? And and that, uh, n- luckily, as somebody that hasn't had to go through it, I don't, it, you know, we've talked a lot about this today. You probably don't really know what it's like to go through it until you go through it. But some of the strongest people I know have had their toughest days. Um, so I can only think about your strength and resilience as you go through this. And you've got a big, big group of KRC radio goobers and listeners that are standing in your corner. So please do keep us updated. Keep trucking along. You're doing great. Texter says, Trevor with the accidental KSR about a minute ago, quickly corrected to Travis right after Matt said it. I don't know what any of that means. No. <laughs> Who's Trevor did an accidental KSR shout out? Instead of KRC? Yeah, I don't get it. Quickly corrected to Travis right Quickly after Matt said it. corrected to Travis right after Matt said it. Which is We're gonna one need of some... Trevor's al- alternative names, but the text doesn't make sense. It, it sure as poop doesn't. Mm. Texter says, Roush, do you know what's a fun gag? Dis- oh, this is, they're saying, this is you saying this. Yeah. This is from Roush. Yeah. <laughs> You guys know what's a fun gag? Dissing your friend's wife. Kills every time. He says, Southenders really are a strange bunch. Guess some people just don't know how to bust chops. Everybody loves it when you're just really mean to somebody in the disguise of a joke. <laughs> like, hey, your mama's dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's an office reference. <laughs> oh, I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> really, if you don't listen to The Office and you don't understand something we're saying, just revert back to it's probably an office reference. Uh, this show does have some inside jokes from time to time. Oh, and then this is a good one to end the first hour, and we can hopefully leave these in the in the past. But who knows? You know what? It's your Thornton's text line, so you text in what you want on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Robert. Hey, Robert. He says, imagine simping over a politician. Pathetic. AOC isn't going to sleep with you, bro. You don't have to defend her or her net worth. Talking about a texter that had texted in. Simping's a hilarious word. It's uh, We're a little late for it. Yeah, unfortunately, but, but it is a good word. I can see why the college kids laugh like it. out loud. Sure. Just, yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah, um, ninety nine percent of politicians do not care about you in the slightest. So don't don't go to bat for them when they don't go to bat for you. Yeah. Check All right, out hour one in the second. Yeah, suck it. All right, uh, everybody have a good break here because yeah. we've got a whole nother hour. Wow, a whole hour. A whole nother hour. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, we'll be right back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Oh, wow. Just as a reminder, Salsaritas is hiring. You've maybe, uh, if you listen to the show live, maybe you've heard my amazing Salsaritas ad. Asking people to come work in such a lovely environment. No late nights, Roush. No late Wouldn't that nights. be huge? If you were back like being a 18 to 23-year-old, having what? a job and knowing that like, hey, when it's time for me and my friends to get together, I won't have to worry about work. Because kids don't get together till 9. You remember we used to not go out to the bars till midnight. Yeah, yeah, I remember Crazy that. Crazy to think it, that It'd that be was. nice to sometimes still not work till 9. Oh, I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I still do. It, it's, it's amazing. It's not fun. Yeah, you had a you had about a 3 a.m. one. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Not fun. Man. At least now you can, I'm also, you can theoretically always get a hotel where you need it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also just so tired now that I don't even do the thing where I stay up for like an hour when I get home. I just crash. It's not like that is one thing that has changed in like the last three years is I used to like have to be tucked away in my bed to fall asleep. And now like there seems to be about a 30 percent chance during movies that Hannah's going to oh. like nudge me or catch me, catch me slipping. Man, That's wait, part so. of turning 30. It, uh, it was a little before 30, a little before 30. But now, now it's just a staple. Oh, it's also great when you got the kid, too. And you're like, can you just watch the television for like, let's just get 15 minutes of Sesame Street and I will be out for 15 minutes and it'll be the best sleep. Of not really sleeping. I was always a good babysitting <laughs> tactic I used in college. You were ba- on the who, tube. who were you babysitting in college? I had about four families I babysat for. Scooter, the babysitter. That's how I. That's how I paid my way through college. Hey, really? shout out to uh, Shannon O'Bannon. Her birthday today. Happy hey, birthday! Happy birthday! One of our longtime loyal listeners. Nebraska's finest. Uh, absolutely. Best thing in the state of Nebraska, Shannon O'Bannon. Absolutely. Uh, th- I I wouldn't have taken you for a babysitter. 
I worked at a daycare basically in college. That was a pretty sweet job. That I was two to six. I think I would have rather babysat than work at a daycare, but it was like an after school. It was like elementary schools after school. Like the parents that couldn't pick them up right after the bell that like they had until six to get them. We were the people that watched over. We were but, technically called counselors, so doctor TJ. But wow. kids, <laughs> but kids everywhere, right? Yeah, I yeah, think no, uh, we were, and we got the fourth and fifth graders, so we got the oh, oldest okay. ones that they had, and which I would much rather prefer. Although sure. other people said they preferred the toddlers more so, but um, it was only four hours. Even the worst days, who couldn't sit through four hours, you know? And then, like, I worked with other college kids, which was really fun and enjoyable, and some that I'm still friends with today. And that's what can happen with you at Salsaritas. They've got two locations in Louisville. Middletown and St. Matthews, and I don't want folks to forget that all this week they are doing free delivery if you order online on the wow. app. Wow. So order online on the app, save yourself some money, yeah. and if you know Get anybody that's looking for bucks. if anybody's looking for a little part-time, full-time work, they can call 502-356-9468. And that's not just for high schoolers or college college kids. Um, that Older folks, again, who you still don't work nights. It's a great environment. Everybody's happy there, and you get a munch on their wildly addictive chips. Why the heck not? Go check out Salsaritas. Uh, with the bad weather today, maybe that Middletown's drive through would be nice. But St. Matthew's covered patio, uh, they've got a good setup there as well. All right, Roush. That was a fun first hour. All right, Walker. Let's and make it a fun second hour. I plan on doing that, but I did want to uh I did want to ask you two two things actually. While we were kind of on there while you were talking baby, I did have one question popping in my mind, but I do have a UK one okay. afterwards. And yes. neither one all that important. I need some I need some dad advice from you. I guess yes. the only thing that I'm I guess a little antsy for mm-hmm. is just like Having no idea when it's going to come. Oh, yeah. You can't control it. Completely out of your hands. So what's your advice? I think for me, I just didn't. I mean, it was much different because two weeks before Baby Duke came, the world shut down. So I was just kind of stuck inside anyway. But, uh, you know, uh, I think you're well prepared. You've got your ducks in a row, and uh, that's all you you, you got to tell yourself. Hey, we we have everything the baby needs, and when it happens, it's going to be awesome. But uh, it'll it'll happen when it happens. I, I don't think there's any sort of like like do people does like should I expect my wife just to start like yelling? No, no, no not at all. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> should, it, like, is there just going to be a water? Is there going to be water everywhere? In <laughs> fact, the uh, so, what about the bloody show? Brooke ended up getting induced, but like she was kind of going into labor the night before, and really she just like sat in a recliner. Like she like, got up, and I thought she just was getting up to, uh, like I don't know, she was uncomfortable. No, she was having contractions and stuff, and I just slept, just kept sleeping. Oh, that so, sounds awesome. Yeah. So, like, so you, it so, takes a long time before any sort of water. Like, it's a very slow build where, like, if they start having contractions, it doesn't start mattering until, like, 12 hours later. Okay. Yeah. You've never steered me wrong before. Yeah. I'm sure it all obviously is going to vary person to person, but it doesn't just happen all of a sudden at once. Okay. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. And there's not, like, some sort of big panic. Ah! The movies make it seem like it all happens at once. Yeah. Like, they're rushing them in on a table. Like, yeah. she's going to be able to walk. Now, she'll be uncomfortable, but, like, say, hey, 
Come on. Toughen up, Buttercup. My money, don't you worry. Say hey. Hey. It is it is just kind of like you're you're playing the waiting game at this point. You know. It does kind of feel like that. And I just feel bad that she uh It's kind of exciting so, though. It is it? exciting. Are you anxious? I'm a little anxious because she just seems pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you're gonna be miserable when you're just have that baby who's just wanting to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally understand. She feels like she's getting beat up inside. Just pop, 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 pop. Are you excited for Baby to make radio debut? Yes. D- Duke was one day old on his debut, so is is your baby re- getting her pipes ready? I think so, yeah. He Good. can't get beat by a rouse. <laughs> get better be 12 hours into life. I'll be Kentucky call- roll call. I'll, I'll be calling into the show. All right, it, it's <laughs> – how? Uh, what clock it? Seventeen seconds. Ba- baby, <laughs> baby's born at three twenty-four. You're calling into Rutherford at three twenty-four thirty. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. All right. Uh, second, secondly. Yes. Back to sports. You excited for the volleyball cats tonight? Are they going to get a win? Yeah, I wish I. It's one of those. I wish we could have like the night after go because that is a a good environment. Who's covering it for the KSR? Uh, we have, we have a we have a college. Uh, Alex Weber, who's uh, on the UK volleyball beat, but uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm guessing he'll be going. But that's a co- that's a cool uh, arena. Uh, that's it's, it makes for a good atmosphere when it's full. It's going to be rowdy. And it should be yeah, full. it'll be it'll be full. And uh, I'm just I don't I, I don't want to say I'm nervous, but it'll be kind of big time volleyball game. You get it's easy to get nervous in those watching them and because he's a younger team. Yeah, momentum can go back and forth so much and. Like they still have Stumler, and they've still got uh, Azani Teeler, but they aren't. Uh, they're obviously just not the same team they were last year. Yeah, no you Madison, know. Gabby, Avery. Right, makes it tough not yeah, having those yeah. girls. You've still got the other Skinner, but like you know, it's it's different. And then they're 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 getting their 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 feet wet. It still was kind of like it. It does on the one hand, it stinks, but it's also kind of warms your heart that like UK did have players that just. Won a national championship and then transferred to other colleges to play volleyball. There's only one. Still weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was two, but I, it was the older Skinner and went she's to like, Baylor. Yeah, I she's thought there was like another one or something that, that went to like a very small time college. Just and is like going to do it for fun. If she did, she, I think there is. But really, yeah, well, I, I thought so. But um, there's also a like element of like, but just doing it because like uh, my future career depends on me getting this degree. So like it's just time for me to go. Yeah, yeah. and like everybody's it's like, like yeah. volleyball has been my whole life, but like it's basically like. Not much more left. Well, the so funny I'm thing kind of is like, oh, are you going to continue to play volleyball though? Like, if you're that busy, you're going to step aside, right? No, no, I'm still, still going to play. I'll just play for this new team. <laughs> but, you know, and they should, she should, and it's exciting. You won a national championship, so I don't think folks can get too mad. I'm worried the Cats are going to lose tonight. What was the name of that libero from last year? Gabby Curry. Yeah, they really miss her. I watched that Wisconsin game yeah, on Friday. Yeah. They really, really miss I'm pretty her. Pretty sure we'll or the new liberos from Louisville too. Oh, okay, and. uh Brooke was not a big fan of her defense last year. Emma Grom? No. Or Eleanor Beaven? Neither. Um, if you say the name, because she served last year. Um, but it was fun watching them on Friday and just realizing just how much they brought back. Like Skinner and Taylor, like those two are beasts. Yeah, the offense is there. Yeah. It's just the defense, and I, I don't know who their setter is either. But Stumler, I'm, too. I mean, well, I'll be tuned in tonight. Yes, yes. Big game. And, uh, you know, I, I think Louisville's – 
kind of been building up for this season. Yeah, this is like yeah. their, they, they this had is some, their peak uh, before they'll take a little bit of a dip. But volleyball, right. thanks to Kentucky and Skinner, L's volleyball program has rised mu- a lot. They used to have uh, players like people that would date Roush, and now you know yeah, they're know. nationally ranked. <laughs> Warren Tharp is the one I was thinking of. Gotcha. Mercy girl. Gotcha. But yeah, no, they 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 had their peak, then they dipped a little, and then they surprised in Busboom's first year beating Texas. Uh, I think they went to the Final Four that year, or it was just the Elite Eight, maybe. Yeah, they beat Texas, suck at Texas, and uh, now now's their big year. So hopefully the Cats go in there and break their hearts. It'd be great. And you know, Louisville's already got salt in the wound. I don't. What would this just tequila? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. At least they clean it out, right? I'm pretty sure the wife had a decent record against UK. I know she did have a game-winning kill at Memorial Coliseum, which, like, you know, she ripped their hearts out, but she filled up mine, I guess. Oh, my oh gosh. gosh. Get out of here. I was looking for the – was that as corny as I could go? I think <laughs> I went as corny yeah, as I, I could go. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. There it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, folks. Really, really Woo! bad. Uh, and then I'm, you know, it's a free plug, whatever. But I'm I'm curious to see the turnout for Chris Rodriguez, his signing. I am too, because this stuff does matter. Like, yeah, and it, I'm not I'm not promoting uh, folks go and give other places their business that does not financially benefit me to some degree. But that being said, like recruits are watching. Everything comes back to recruiting, folks. Yeah, and I'm. Do you have any idea like what to expect crowd wise? I don't. The thing that I like though is it's. They're putting it up like you can show up in theory, get your autograph, eat, and then win like five hundred bucks watching Thursday night football. So like, there's incentive to hang around there for a while. That's uh, true. I, I so the first signing that they had, like obviously, I think your current player autograph signings are going to be a little bit different than when they're done. So when they're done, there is like this rush to. I've got to get their autograph before I never get it again. Whereas you don't have that sense of urgency now. So I think it's just in general, the signings aren't going to be as crowded. But I also think that when Pascal and Corker, a they're they're defensive players and they're not just like a Josh Allen superstar. So I think that's a little different. I also think it's different too if you're asking guy uh, people who to come up to a football game for four hours and then come back to a mile away from campus three hours after the game ends to get. Signatures like that. That's true. That 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 might be asking a lot. Whereas like Thursday night, you know, for a guy that's leading the SEC in rushing, I think it's going to end up being a pretty pretty great crowd. So uh, hopefully there's a good turnout because uh, and Chris is a cool dude too. You know, like yeah, he seems fun. I, I loved the uh, it. It wasn't just you all that had it, but everybody. I loved uh, Smokes talking about Will Levis's yeah. trucking Ooh. people. That was fun. Levis should run over smaller people. He's huge, big dude. Like that. that, uh, Not the guy that he ran over was little, but you know, if he gets a if he gets a defensive back that tries to come a little bit too low on him, just throw him to the ground. Man, somebody comes too high, just run right over him. And I I watched that a couple of times. So that was on third and seven, Uh, and Kentucky's really good at third downs now. Like, really good. They converted 7 of 12 against Missouri. They're 60% on the year. But, I, like, some of the complaints that, you, that we used to have as a fan base were, 
hey, it's third and eight. You've got to throw a 10-yard route. Kentucky's attempting 10 yards, 10 yards per attempt on their pass plays. They're throwing a D. You had a third and 11 converted to Isaiah Cummings. You had a third and 12 thrown to Wanda Robinson. And then when things broke down, Levis lowered his shoulder and put Blaze on his butt, and it had Cavassier Smoke saying this. What's it do for you guys when you see your quarterback as willing to play his Lord and head. Woo, that turned me up right there. That turned me up. I love to see that. Because we ain't have no quarterback that going to ah, just bring it to you like a running back. And that Will, Will going to bring it. Will got heart. He got a lot of heart. He he run like a running back, so you got to be a hey, linebackers. Got to be ready. Got to be ready because he run like a running back. Man, ah. love the Alabama accent too. Just the hooey. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's been a st- fun start to the football season. I'm excited to see where this can go, and uh, should should get a laugher on Saturday, but then it uh, gets a little tougher. Gets a little tougher after that one. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. A texter says, today is the five, so this would have been yesterday, today is the five-year anniversary of the checkerboard. Time to retire those bad boys. On another note, what phone carrier works best at Kroger Field? It's definitely not T-Mobile. Where, where does T-Mobile work best anyway? Yeah, you seriously. know, no offense to the T-Mobile folks. <laughs> Out of all the upgrades, can we not get some hotspots for the fans? Suck it, Mitch. Oh, you're starting to sound like a U of L fan. I didn't. I have. I have not had any issues with my phone at the Krog. Period. And that's not from even stealing a journalist's Wi-Fi. Um, and and I'm not always super impressed by AT and T, but I've got AT and T, and it works at the stadium just fine. Yeah, I have Verizon. I can make and, phone calls. Uh... I could I could send messages or make calls, but getting like if I wanted to check Twitter, struggle like out in the tailgate lot, you know. Really? Yeah. yeah. On on another note, I don't understand the checkerboard hate. Like, why is why is there a, a fraction of the fan base that hates the checkerboard? It's uh, sweet because a radio show host told them to. Well, and some of it's Tennessee had it first. I'm kidding you know? about that, by um, the way. And. It's also just a, can we not get you new uniforms? <laughs> like, there is just a... There should... I mean, I'm fine if tre- checkerboard continues to get used in some capacity, but five years, you should switch uniforms. Yeah. Or keep them forever. At this point, you're kind of at a... You're at a you're at a crossroads. Although they say they're getting new ones next year. Chris Fisher said it. Your former ex-boss has said it. Everybody's saying it. Basketball get, next year? I think, I think like, uh, just a redesign maybe in both. But basketball sp- especially. Yeah, the football ones are fine with. Football ones look great. And Kentucky's been winning in them, you yeah, know? Yeah, I like the football jerseys just fine. I'm never going to, like, really get upset about new jerseys because I think new jerseys are fun. Mm-hmm. I think no team should really box themselves in on jerseys. I'd say that even if I was an Alabama fan. No. Nah, I, I, yeah. I would. I would. I'd be That's like, come like on, the they're, jer- like, they're, jer- I, I they're jerseys, the, man. Like, I hate they're, the like, Ohio wearing. State black jerseys. Like, those just look dumb. No, they don't. They look cool. No, I hate them. That, well, that's your personal opinion, and it's stupid in this regard. Speaking of Ohio State, I never brought it up, but those uh, jerseys Minnesota was wearing against them, oh, my god, I liked them. Those were sweet. I really liked them. I yeah. was talking to somebody, and they were like, eh, I don't know. No, I, that I was, really that was a cool color combination. And, and with, like, the, the helmets were yeah. kind of matte. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I had to do a Google search to remind myself. But, yeah, I did like those, actually. Uh, I miss Kentucky's black football jerseys very much. And I'd love it if every, like, once or twice a game, they'd wear some black and basketball as well. I like the ones they wore last year, although the funny thing about it was, like, it was, what, one one color tone different than the regular ones, if that. 
I don't even I can't remember. They were like the silver ones, but they were just like really an off white. I think they wore maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They were basically the same jersey. They were like cream, maybe, maybe yeah, a little creamish. Right. Yeah. Right. But they that... looked they looked good, but it was like, oh, okay. We got to do something a little weirder than this. The weirder, the better. Life's too short. Texture says the field goal would not have been a problem if Darian Kennard picked up the block. The Mizzou player came through the line on block. No one even touched him. I should have said that yesterday. Not the meatball's fault. <laughs> yeah, the next text said not the meatball's fault. I should have said yesterday that that was not Ruffalo's fault. I agree. And I still get nervous about him kicking. That's not changing. But I'm not blaming the block field goal on him. That was – it just seemed like Missouri knew exactly kind of where to bum rush. And, uh, yeah, that – Guy, I think, kind of had to decide whether or not to block the kick or like make a play on just tackling because he had all day to do whatever one he wanted to do. Uh, and we're just lucky it wasn't returned for a touchdown, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, great so, play by Chance Poor just to – Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well done, Chance. Uh, how many times have we seen that go in that direction for UK where it seems like we have it right there, and then not only is it not right there, it's the exact opposite of what we were hoping for. So happens. Uh, it has happened in the past, not as much under Mark Stoops, which we're very appreciative of, but that's not the kicker's fault. I still block kicks are part of the equation, though, when kicking a field goal. Miss kicks, block kicks, bad snaps. There's a lot that can go wrong in a play like that. <sighs> And it did. It did Saturday. Oh, is this radio show boring you? I told you. I was <laughs> Nick Yonerson. Suck it, buddy. <laughs> Touch says KRC podcast listeners, so keep scrolling Rutherford and suck it. That's from the Kentucky Krogue. The Krogue. I think he just I think the Krogue just wanted to tell Rutherford to suck it. Yeah. Which Rutherford read on air yesterday. So congrats <laughs> there, Kentucky Krogue. Oh. Since the Kentucky games won't be on TV, do you think more fans will come out to the game? Good question. Roush? Uh, no. Logic Maybe. would say yes. Logic would, but I don't know. I don't know. Depends on the weather. I would think. I just, Kentucky I, fans aren't don't show up great to these games. They just don't. I think slightly more people will go to the game. It still won't look great. It won't be consequential enough to notice. It's going to, like, it's going to be an ugly uh, view on the old telly, as they'd say in the United Kingdom, but. Who cares? It's Chattanooga. I'm I'm all right with this. UK fans, rest up. Go to the game if you have nothing else to do. I'd love to, I think the wife ain't going to let me do this either, but I'd love to wake up Saturday morning, no plans, just drive there, not, you know, not, the tailgating scene I'm sure will be virtually non-existent, and that's understandable. Go check out a half and then just get in the car, and it's going to be a beautiful day, it looks like. So I uh, – but I don't blame people. I won't. Nobody should get worked up about this one. I don't think you make Hannah seem so mean. No, she's actually really, really nice. So when she does have some of these requests, I feel more obligated to come to. I mean, to she's comply. also like you know eight and a half months pregnant ish, give or take. Yeah, I mean, I could still go to the game though. You know, <laughs> like that's why I can't. Like, no, could I do a cross country trip for two weeks? But could I go to Lexington for a couple hours and be all right? Most likely, yes. But if she just wants to hang out, I'm fine got, with that too. Got to respect. We got that. plenty to do around the house, anyway. So, um, but the weather looks nice for Saturday. Have you checked it out, Rush? No, not yet. Hadn't looked at it. I will say, uh, good luck figuring out how to, that works on the TV. We're trying to get ahead of it, but I, I, I don't think it should like unless you, if you have a smart TV, you should be fine. Well, but here, here's the problem with me. And too, any Jeff, bar should be able to take is, care of you. Is 
technically, so I have YouTube TV. I have SEC Network. I should be able to get SEC Network Plus, but I still think I have to log in through the ESPN app to access it, and I can't just go through YouTube TV, which makes it a pain in the butt. And also, no idea what my like login stuff is. But you know what? That's login stuff's the worst. That's uh, that, that's why you it. should try to figure it out today, tomorrow, Friday, instead of waiting until eleven forty-five, and then you don't figure out your login stuff until Kentucky's up twenty-one nothing. Hey, in worst case scenario, you put on Tom the sweet sounds yep. of Tom Leach, and you go back in time, and by halftime, Kentucky's going to be up forty to nothing. So you'll be able to do what you want. Exactly. Texter asks. On the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, do you all think Scott Satterfield makes it the whole season? I do not. I think they would fire him before the Clemson game. I think he does. And then they will move in a different direction. I don't know if you do it before the Clemson game or if you wait till they lose to Syracuse, because Syracuse is really bad. Can, can you That's games at, The game's at home. If nobody shows up and they lose to Syracuse at home, then yeah, they can fire him. Can Tyree go season. two straight football coaches firing middle of the season? What message does that send to the next guy? I mean, don't be bad first and foremost, I would hope, but especially in year three, or is this four for Satterfield, whatever stupid year it is for him? I think three, just three. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I bet they'll give him the year, and, and then if it goes the way that I think it may go, then I think they would look in a different direction, which they should do. It, Yuval's recruit. We talked about it yesterday, right? The recruiting. Whew. Boy. All right. A texter says, TJ and Roush, what's the most Twitter followers you've received in one day? How many did you get when Matt Jones announced you were working for KSR, TJ? I think I got two to 3,000 or something, somewhere in that ballpark. It was easily the most I'd gotten in a day, which is an insane amount to get in a day, if you think about it. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that would be the number. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. Don't care. Don't. I, slowly, slowly but surely, on Twitter, less and less. It's great. Yeah, don't really. Uh, I, I know I got a lot of uh, Twitter action the day I clowned Lamar. That was a big day online for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks were enjoyed that that joke. So that's probably it. If not, uh, back when Twitter was more fun. Yeah. Simpler time. Hey, Rocket City Rob sexton in. Oh, hey, Rocket City Rob. The Thornton's text line. Nice to see you over the weekend. Well, he says the same. He says, howdy, gents. Nice running into Nick this last weekend at KS Bar. Suck it, Tennessee. Sorry, TJ, but I was wandering around gate three looking for the KRC tailgate, but alas, couldn't find you all. So, Nick, Duffy was really laying one into you on his podcast, and it was hilarious. But to get him back, ask him to say banana. Believe me, I've spent years making fun of Brits and Aussies. Say it and just crack up. Keep up the good work and go Cats. Rocket City Rob. Yeah, it turns out we're at actually outside of gate four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tough. But uh, it is funny to hear him say ban- banana. What Bananas. was he making fun of you for? Well, we're just having podcasting wars. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Suck it, Duffy. Punters aren't actually people, too. It's not very nice to say. Texter says, Hickatinny is long, long gone before that year. No idea who the other tight end was, though. Man. I we're going to get to the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom of it. But, yeah, it was nice seeing you, Rocket City Rob. Nice cheering against those good-for-nothing volunteers. Great, Always great to watch Tennessee lose. Which, big game this weekend down in Gainesville. Florida, Alabama. Alabama's 15-point favorites. 15. Ooh, thing is, I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get it. 
I don't know. I, that one I'm going to be staying away from. I oh, it's definitely a stay away, but I'm also wondering, is this the lowest line I'm going to get Alabama all year? Might be. Gosh. Who else do they? I mean, LSU, Texas A&M. A&M could end up being a low line, but it, it depends on what happens with their quarterback situation. I don't know how long he's out. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a mess. Mickey Crum. There we go. Mickey Crum. Good I call. I knew it was like a – It was a recognizable name, yeah. It was like a name from somebody from, like, Shameless. I knew that. Yeah, Mickey's in Shameless. Yeah. And Denny Crum is mm-hmm. – There was no relation there, though, right? To Denny? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was Mickey, there any relation Mickey to Crum. Crum's Depends? Man. Great that, parody. That, that UofL team, Malik Cunningham. <clears throat> See these billboards? The Planet Fitness ones? Yeah. yeah. You wonder if they regret those? Malik's Planet. Yeah. There's two of them on 65. Those can't be cheap. I would go a slightly different direction with the Planet Fitness marketing than the... Let's just get all of the Louisville folks to... And then just say Planet next to it. <laughs> like, have some... Like, at least show, like, Malik, I don't know, working out or fumbling or throwing a turnover or something. Yep, yeah, I've seen those. It's, it's always do a double take, and I like it. Good for college athletes. Glad that they can profit. Well, the the I guess it's a willful policy, but he can wear his jersey while he's promoting it too. Oh yeah, that's kind of interesting. You can't do that at UK. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, UK, it's always like the blank that just they take out the Kentucky. Yeah, which let them have the Kentucky on there. Sam, UK, JMI, not UK probably. JMI. JMI can get over it. They won't though. They're no, petty. they won't. They're petty. Uh, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Last one. One final break. Wow. We did it. We've almost done it. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, okay. Justin Kale. People will come, Ray. They come to-, to Kentucky Roll Call for reasons they can't even fathom. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. And remember, we replay the show 7 to 9. Uh, well, we are 7 to 9, and then we replay it 9 to 11 on the Big X Sports Radio. And anywhere you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Rain today should have you heading out to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy to get your swings in. Whether you're hitting in the virtual range, wanting to play a virtual 18, or get lessons from Bobby Cook himself, you can do all of it at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy right off Exit 4 in southern Indiana, and we mean pretty much right off of it. In southern Indiana, Exit 4, about 15, 20 minutes from wherever you're coming from in Louisville, 
Very cheap, very affordable prices, and a really, really cool setup that Bobby Cook has made for himself. So go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more. You can book your reservations or your lessons with Bobby right there on the website. It's off of what exit? Exit Exit four. Four! We love we love the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Hey, seven iron came in yesterday. Got a full set of golf clubs. Now. <laughs> I thought you already did. No, you're no, missing the one. I was missing the one. Finally yeah. got it. Yeah, so we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Now I just need Bobby to fix my golf swing. UK is going to be holding their pro day in October. I'm always really underwhelmed with the coverage of that thing, mm-hmm. and never really impressed by it. But you know that'll be in October. Yeah. I think generally they do it around Big Blue Madness. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I think they're expecting October 10th or something, but yeah, who cares? Who cares? Uh, all right. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. We, we should – Get this in while we're thinking about it, but uh, Norm McDonald passed away yesterday. Oh, well, yeah. That was a tough one. Honestly, just didn't even want to bring it up because it makes me sad, and uh, listening to all the radio shows yesterday talk about it made me even more sad. I probably watched more Norm McDonald stand-up bits, clips yesterday than, well, I definitely did, than I ever have, and spent a lot of the day laughing, but then it kind of just made you sad knowing that he's gone. Um, I wasn't somebody that, like, if he was, oh, Norm McDonald's doing this or doing that, that I would instantly jump to it. But just somebody that when he was – he just always enjoyed him. It seemed like he was always, like, the side uh, in, like, a movie or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Just always enjoyed him. I always think of – I, re- I, re- I regret that I didn't, like, go out and search his work. Now, now I will, but uh, sadly, 61 years old. I think of him for a lot of things, but Billy Madison's always at the top of the list. Yeah. That was my obvious first, like, also uh, seeing him. Him being the dog's voice <laughs> Dr. Eddie Doolittle. Murphy and Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. yeah. That one, too, for sure. He's just got a hilarious Norm has hilarious His voice. voice was awesome. And uh, nine His years battling cancer. So good. And just kept it quiet. Didn't want to make a big stink about it. Celebrity Jeopardy. Just an all-timer. Oh, yeah. I have a friend that he goes by. Tur- I only call him Turd Ferguson. So funny. Very sad, but mm-hmm. he made a lot of people happy and laugh throughout his life, and that's what he wanted to do. Um, saw a quote yesterday. I don't know if it was a Norm MacDonald quote or if he was somebody that would cite it quoting somebody else, but good comedians make you laugh, bad ones make you clap. <laughs> Something along those lines. Which is so true, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the ones who do like their cute little jokes just to get like claps from the people. Like, yeah, yeah all right, woo. But comedians are supposed to make you laugh. That's comedy. Yeah. Laughing. Humor. He was he was one of the best at it. Maybe the best at it. He was hilarious. Yeah. He was like the beginning of like the edgy, I think. At least Wait, have in- you ever watched his SPs? I'm sure you watched it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, that is. It's great. Oh, I love and it. See how many people are just so uncomfortable in the crowd. Oh man, it's awesome. That's it's great, great TV. Like some people get it in comedy and some people don't. Norm got it. And I think the people that really, really enjoy, enjoyed Norm get it. And then if you didn't, may mean that you don't. And that's okay. That's all right as well. A texture says, say we make it to Atlanta this year, rank what? Okay. 
Say we make it to Atlanta this year, rank what's most likely to happen to least likely. One, Supes takes a more prestigious job. Two, Will Levis goes pro. Three, Liam Cohen goes back to NFL or college head coach. Uh, Cohen leaving, I'd say one. I'd say you have it basically in reverse order. Yeah. Cohen leaving, Levis leaving, Stoops leaving. Yes. Because it'd have to be the right prestigious job. Yeah. And, and it, that means that job would have to be open at the right time. It'd kind of be like the stars would have to line to some degree for Stoops to leave. Different for Cohen. Because, like, let's be honest. We're uh, on a Louisville uh, – well, will they get really triggered if you say that they're a stepping stone job? Like, for Kentucky offensive court, like, this is a stepping stone for Liam Cohen to get back into the NFL. And you know what? Perfectly fine with it. Joe Brady used LSU as a stepping stone to get back to the NFL. I'm totally cool with it as well. Yeah. I would, like, like this dream scenario of, let's say, Kentucky does go to Atlanta, that maybe it's just this, like, snowball effect of – or an avalanche effect of uh, – you could have Cohen be like, Levis, you think you're going to come back? Where are you at on draft boards? And then they say, like, band, come back together for one more, one more oh, that'd be great. run. Mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun. Because you got to understand, they're only two games in, Roush. Like, this offense will get more complex. Yeah. They will do different things. And they'll get better at the things that they're already doing, which it already looks pretty, pretty good. Now, of course, the caveat there would be they're also going to play some better defenses, which, all right, bring it on. You get all those better defenses at the Krogue, with the exception of Georgia. Yep. And we all knew that one was going to be tough, and that's fine. We can have that one. But Florida, LSU, come on into the Krogue. See if you can slow down Liam Cohen and the boys. <sighs> love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. I also love, too, that when he was talking about the ball security stuff yesterday, and they were like, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, guys go in the doghouse if they fumble near the goal line. And Cohen – it is a very professional kind of approach that he – like the mindset where it's like, listen, I've got to get my superstars in the right mindset. And, w- you know, what what good is it going to do with him on the bench? You know, I make mistakes too. I make bad calls. I don't get benched. So, you know, I, w- why would I do that to him? And I, I like that mentality. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think it's the right mindset to go – to, to have around the Kentucky football program. And I, I like the different blends of coaches that they have. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, blue collar, but you also have coaches that realize kind of who the stars are and making sure that they're happy and Got motivated. Got a nice mix and, of old heads in there, too. Exactly. John Settle, Wolford, yeah, they've been around the block, so. Totally. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good group, and as we know, it won't be here for long. This will be the last year that this group is together, as a matter of fact. But – uh, you gotta you gotta enjoy it, and each time Stoops makes a correct hiring decision, makes you feel better about the next one. It was better than like the Shannon Dawson, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If it gets to that, we're only two games in too, so I guess it kind of can go the other way as well. But they they certainly seem to be on the right track, no doubt about that. Right, right. Uh, Texer on the Thorns text line asks, "Is it common knowledge that Chris Oates had a stroke? I heard them mention that on the Pennant Deep podcast. So that was it. Was one of those things that it was kind of evident." like when you saw Chris early on, but they still were just calling it a medical emergency. Stoops let it slip last year, about halfway through the year. But I think now the fam, like, it's just like, what? Because on, me- on that video message where he asked the Big Blue Nation to come out, like, he made it clear that it's a stroke then. Yeah. So it's, it's, so it's very clear now. I think that some of it they didn't want to, you know, there's privacy parts, but now it's like, you need to state the severity of it just to get across 
clearly how much help he needs. I think you all skipped a text from TC. Oh, we missed a text from TC from Lexington. So is Livingston a lock for tonight? Thought it was odd. Nick's old boss tweeted that Tennessee State may still have a shot. Maybe that was sarcasm. Your boss tweeted that? Tennessee State. I knew Tennessee State was on the list. No. Isn't that... I'm not worried about Tennessee State, but if he goes there, that'll be great. Doesn't a former UK guy coach there? Don't know. Like Pelfrey? I think he'll be going to Kentucky. Is that an HBCU? Yes. Okay. I was like, that's that's where uh, Because that's where Eddie George is. That's the only reason that it would make sense to be on the list with Kentucky. I didn't uh, know that about Tennessee State. That's probably pretty dumb on on my part. Texter says, say we make it to Atlanta. Oh, we did that one. Um, At what point do U of L fans want Satterfield to lose this weekend to get rid of the guy? Yeah, I've kind of brought that up. They they don't. My friends that don't like him and don't think he's the answer, they still want to win. They're all just so sick of being sad and miserable. I don't blame them. I have a tough time. Like I, I don't think I could ever really root for Kentucky to lose or want Kentucky to lose, even if I hated the coach and needed him gone or something like that. Right, right. I just don't think I could ever do that. So, yeah, I, I, it's going to work out with Satterfield the way it's meant to work out. It's just how long are you going to put up with it? Don't you feel like if you're an athletic director, once you came to like the conclusion that like there is not a light at the end of this tunnel, that you'd have to start reaching out behind the scenes, talking to folks. That's the dangerous game, though. And then if you get caught doing that, then it just turns into a bigger disaster. Good luck. I don't know. Glad we're not dealing with that stuff. Texter says, nothing would make me laugh more on a Friday night than a full-blown riot after a loss. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, they, they were getting rid of chairs at Cardinal Stadium. Maybe I'll end up coming home with a Papa Murphy's chair. <laughs> they were giving away chairs? That was they, like when they tore the stadium down. They were selling them as oh, kind yeah. of mementos. Uh, yeah. Oh, if you go, if you do go, you got to get a Papa Murphy's. Okay. Got to. Yeah. Got to let me know. Says, yeah, yeah. You got to come back. How long I've got to put it in the oven? You know. <laughs> but do they do they give you your own Easy Bake oven, or is it a community <laughs> one that you put it in? That's why the concessions were so bad. It's because Papa Murphy's was just like, you all, it's forty five minutes for <laughs> each pizza. What do you all think this was? They just got like a brick oven in the middle, and people are just shoving in pies. I whoever has a source with Papa John needed to get a quote from him on Fridays or Saturdays. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like WDRB has an in with him. Seriously, go w- reach out to him and be like, "Hey, so they got rid of Papa John's well, pizza." On the one hand, he may be like, "Good, Papa John's is trash. I've had ninety in the last six hours." What if he was like, "This is what I was talking about." Yeah. They're getting their what, what, they're reckoning the, re- the day of, re- of reckoning day of is reckoning. coming. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking like John Schneider like Man. looking over the city of Louisville and there's clouds everywhere <laughs> <laughs> he was so sweaty in that interview oh this my is, god this is what happens when Papa's not in the house <laughs> <laughs> he was so sweaty oh just garlic sauce rolling down his and face the sad thing is too is that like the dude may like all this may have been just set up like now I think time has kind of shown that he's a loon yeah, right, 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 um, definitely. But but like all of this came because maybe there were some people out there just to get him, well, which he every he said, and everybody's like, "You're a nut. You're just still a nut." But maybe they wanted to get him because he was a nut. Maybe so. Yeah. Well, that's probably what it was. Still, it was like, crappy, all right, this Papa yeah. John is running our thing to the ground. <laughs> How do we take him down? Hey, Papa John's. Although since he left, Papadia, Shakaroni, 
They have been a little bit more innovative. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> get this. We're going to get a pizza, and we're going to put more pepperonis on yes, it. Yes, we just, we're out of Shack-a-roni. ideas. Shackaroni. We did sign on Shack. What's something we could do for Shack? <laughs> Make a seven-foot pizza? No, that's not going to work. <laughs> but what if we made it two inches bigger and then added 60 more pepperonis? Oh, perfect. In. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll say, well, we're going to give a dollar back to Jerry. They wanted to do the sauce. I'm not. You know what? I want you to kind of let it rip now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure where that was going, but no. best best we leave that. Nobody uh, thinks it's as funny as we do, and that's no. what makes for the best. Yeah, that's uh, a great Wednesday radio. Hey, you know what makes for the best time ever though? Going to the Genesis Diamonds Biggest Bridal Jewelry Showcase of the Year coming next weekend. Wow. September 24th, 25th, and 26th. Roush, you're married, but maybe the the person in your Ooh, life that's not a... married, you let them know about this deal because they're going to save a lot of money. I've got a birthday coming up. They can get some jewelry for me. They can, absolutely. All the newest styles to Corey and Viragio. You're going to enjoy special incentives and, more importantly, special financing. September 24th through the 26th. Mark your calendars. Genesis Diamonds, Shelbyville Road. Tell them KRC sent you. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line. A texter says, "At uh, or, nothing would make me... Nope. Oh, we did that one. Jeff Je- Brom and Kenny Payne are on deck. Write it down. UK fan nightmare, UofL fan dream. It's not a nightmare for me. Bring it on. Either one of them. Kentucky's Ooh. a better program. Always has been. Ooh. Always will be. But that would be... That UofL fans should be happy if that does come to fruition. Man, if they thought... And things would be tougher on UK. So, like, if they went through and found that staffer's old tweets, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Jeff Brom comes to U of L, Nick Roush gets hired by U of L. What kind of tweets are they going to find there? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have like hypothesized that there was when Brom and all that three or four years ago that that was on the table potentially. I almost feel like they, like they wouldn't do it. I don't think. I feel like. I don't know if they could do it anymore, Roush. I don't think U of L could hire you. No, 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 they could. I think three years ago they could have. Yeah, I yeah. think too much has changed. Oh, yeah, been a way bigger thorn in their side. But it would be, it would give me great joy to break that like that news oh, if that were the case. You know, but the thing, the, the the part that would annoy me is he'd give it like Diener would get the news first. He'd just be like, dude, come on, give me a freaking bone here. What would be great? They'd have to announce it like almost instantly with the hire. I feel like if you did it like three months, you couldn't do it when there was any iota of bad news because then they'd just blame you. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. they'd probably just blame you whenever that bad news would come one way or another. It would be fun, though. Like, it'd be like, man, I, like, if, like, whenever I would go to stop in and say hi to like send pictures, like, learning the enemy's secrets because you know they would take it so seriously. Jeff Brom's out here giving the UK guy all of our playbook. Yeah. Oh, God. They're so stupid. Texter says, only feels right that I'm sitting on a, on a brand new Thorns construction site in Chicago, finishing my coffee and listening to the best Kentucky radio show. Woo! Wow. Oh, while you're in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you pop by that Thornton's, and we uh, appreciate you texting in, sending in the picture. Thornton's text line. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, more Thorntons in Illinois than Kentucky. Also have stores in Ohio, Indiana, Tennessee, and Florida. Gotcha. Okay, so that's where the Thorntons are at. Uh, Number one gas station in the gas station biz, and uh, we are happy Only growing. Only growing. We're happy to to have them now on the text line. You mentioned the lottery. Is it it my turn this week? 
think it's mine, okay. but I'll double check. And then again, Thornton, shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Even if he did make some poor schooling choices. Dexter says, Trevor Kelsey received an accidental shout out on KSR for ah, Matt Jones yesterday after saying Trevor's name. Matt Crick quickly corrected himself and said, Travis Kelsey. You really couldn't figure that out from the last text? Come on, man. Biden voice. No, I couldn't. Man, think of the radio show with, I think it was Rick Bozis, Trevor Kelsey, and Matt Jones. Oh, my gosh. I mean, my word. Here was your initial text. Actually. Yeah, I was, Trevor that's what with I was the doing. accidental KSR shout out a minute ago, quick, quickly corrected to Travis right after Matt said it. You didn't add a Kelsey in any of those. Now, granted, I could guess be Travis Graff. I don't know. Could be or that's Trevor it. Graff. Yeah, everybody remembers him. And also KSR shout out. Like I thought you were saying, Trevor shouted out KSR yeah, on the it. Mike Rutherford it's, it's show. Suck texter. Yeah, texter, take out that suck it. Just take it out. But thank you for clarifying. Matt, yes. another texter says, Matt called Tra- Travis Kelsey, Trevor. That's what the text meant. Gotcha. Roush, your former ex-boss branded podcast, Charles Walker, wasn't impressed with Chris Rodriguez. Rewatched the game, and yes, he fumbled twice, but he was an animal and ran even harder in the second half. Does Chuck smoke the devil's lettuce before recording? <laughs> well, uh, Chuck was watching from his phone at a wedding most of the game, so I blame him for that. He had one run, too, that... Chris Rodriguez is the man. It was like the play before he fumbled, too, where he cut back and, like, lowered it. I, th- I think that was... Th- no, no, actually, I'm getting my place confused. It was This was a third-quarter run where he cut... He could have gone out of bounds, and he cut back in and, like, lowered his shoulder on a dude and blew the guy back and got six more yards and like, the five. It was an awesome run. Awesome run. Texter says, thank you guys for the birthday shout-out. Shannon O'Bannon. Hope you're having a great morning, Shannon. Always appreciate you texting and listening to KRC. Texter says, remember when U of L fans said they'd rather have Freddie Sats than Saban? What was the full context with that? It was uh, Tim Sullivan said when he was Satterfield was Mr. ACC Coach of the Year. Is I think Louisville, I don't know if Louisville fans would trade their coach for anybody except Nick Saban or something like that. Oh, you know how Sully words his tweets. Uh, and then like some of the replies were like, I wouldn't trade him for Saban either. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I pulled up the K- it's a KSR article. I honestly wouldn't trade him for Sa- Saban either. Satterfield has a personality that's enthusiastic and contagious. We are rising. Heading to the top. Coach Satterfield and the staff will lead us there. Let's. We should tweet that link back out. So, remind people. Should we do that? Yeah. Yeah, we probably should do I that. I just, you know, I want people to remind. Be reminded. Just, yeah. Okay. Uh, Texter says, what lubricant do you guys prefer to stay lubricated on game days? We know Scooter prefers the Zimas with the Apple Jolly Ranchers. We're back in the mid-90s now. Oh, uh, I've just been just been doing the light beer. Keeping it light. Uh, it seems like on game days I'll have one duster just to kind of set the tone, get yeah, the base. that's a good, good. And then go from there. You know what's a great light, easy-to-drink beer? That, uh, All of them? The natural light um, Saturday? Natterdays. No. I actually never had one. Oh, they're pretty good. Just because nobody yeah. I'm with ever has uh, them, so I can't bum one off somebody, and I'm and never going to buy some They always sell them myself. in 24-packs. 30. Yeah. Okay, Justin, you're mixing your easy to – like that. they're not easy to drink. Oh, they're, they're absolutely so, easy Because they're drink. so sweet. You, Mr. Like, I drink Big Red 24 hours a day. Of course you can handle all that sugar. But, dude, that sugar gives you a hangover if you drink – I'm, like, it's I'm a, a hummingbird, Nick. It's a great change of pace beer. <laughs> We've like, got to Photoshop Justin's face onto a hummingbird somewhere. 
It's he a is great, like a little hummingbird. It really is. Just all over the place, sticking around. I just need my red juice, and I'm good to go. You injured your wing, but you're back, baby. Yep. I, 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 I will say, again. they are tasty. Your yeah. heart rate's going at just a bajillion. <laughs> but I could, could only drink at like any moment. three or four max <laughs> for their weight. You know, it's just oh, I, so sweet. If I'm on a lake, I can drink them all day. Oh, gross. Too sweet. John here. Hey, John. Good hearing from you. Hope you're having a great day, buddy. Good morning to all. Who's the most important player on the football team this year? I think Levis. Also, let's do the same question for basketball. I would say Brooks. If we lost those guys, we may be in some trouble. We'll got to go talk to you later. I definitely would just say Sheboy and basketball because you're in big trouble if you don't have him. And Sheboy could be somebody that averages six and six. I don't even. It could be as he could be as underwhelming as you could believe, but. You just got to have a big body in there, and he will rebound. Because if not, it's just he Lance will. Ware. Yeah, and then it's Lance Ware if yeah. you don't have him. So I think he is most important, and just in terms of staying with, healthy, with, playing. If Brooks goes down, you've got multiple other options. Jacob Toppin. I mean, I like Brooks. I'm probably one of the biggest Damian Brooks Collins. defender here. But, yeah, you've got some other options if it's Brooks. You can play uh, the, the new guy. Football, big, it's without a – Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, football without a doubt, it's Levis. Yeah. No, doubt. no question about Especially it. Especially with what, like, the third and long situations, just being able to convert those and keep drives alive. Instead of getting five minutes to score an equalizer, Missouri only had one minute. It completely changed the game. I just when think they that. that third and 12. Yeah. Um, I like Bo. I think Bo could do some good things, but if, if we're going to have the year we want, I think it's got to be Levis under center making those plays. All right, this is a long one. A couple of things. Roush is right there. Roush is right. There isn't usually a big rush when the baby starts its way up. On the lead-up, I made myself busy cleaning the house, doing laundry, taking the wife on a walk, <laughs> etc. That, that's a good good point. Good point, Texter. They said, number two, far be it for me to say anything critical of players' hustle, but I find it a little strange trying to get adults to show up and pay for a player's signature. Again, get what you can, but what age... But what is the age when paying for a signature is weird? For example, I'm 32 and would not do that. I would just feel extremely awkward standing in front of 18 to 21 year olds and hand them twenty dollar, hand them a twenty to sing to sign a piece of paper. You spelled sign wrong, Mook. Uh, Mook, it's up. That's personal preference. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I, think I feel, about like if, even for professional athletes, like you're older than most of them now, and Trey Young, I'm sure he's charging a lot more, and he's younger than some of these guys. I'm obviously would not even cross my mind to drive to Lexington for it. But like if you think this is gonna be a dream season, and it could be. Could be a really fun one. Get a picture with C Rod. Like you do wouldn't you think like hey, a signed football or sign poster or something like that, if you have like a man cave and you keep and collect that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's where the value is in my opinion. No, I don't think you're gonna like get a signature and then twenty years down the road be rich from it. Maybe if Chris Rodriguez has a good year Things a good NFL career. Who who knows? But I think it's more for like the UK fans to collect memories, yeah, and put it in their man caves and to have. Especially to Mook, if, if if little money Mook, if she was a little bit older, and you'd put her in a cheerleading yeah. outfit. It's for kids, you know. Yeah, and it's not eighteen to twenty one year olds even. It's like twelve year olds that idolize him and want to be him and yeah. uh, pick his number or pick whatever player's Ooh, number. One, one guy brought to the Corker and Pascal signing, who he's probably, I would say, 14-ish or so, had a helmet that he's just adding signatures to. Like, white yeah. side, like it's, it's really cool. And there is uh, there used to be this guy on Cats Illustrated. I don't know if he still posts or not, but he had this – it was this old painting of a wildcat. It may have been a print, but it, just a wildcat, like, on a branch. And he had every U.K. basketball head coach had signed it. That's cool. And it's like, that is awesome. Yeah. You will have that – you will pass that down yeah. to – for, it'll be like a family heirloom, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can start your family heirlooms with Chris Rodriguez. There you go. 
Texture says, the best part of the season so far is that we've not seen the Wildcat formation on third and six. Oh, man. Oh, man. Another text says, yeah, I don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek or not. Thought it was interesting, nonetheless, talking about the Tennessee State thing. He's an HBCU, so I think he wants to give them love as a hat on the table. Yeah, and that he wasn't being tongue-in-cheek. He's being sincere, but he's going to go to Kentucky. The Shack Beat's only two inches bigger. I was thinking it'd be around seven or eight inches bigger, but hey, maybe that's just me. I don't know the exact inches on the Shakaroni. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, we'll have to get out the tape measure next time. Don't think they're going for pizza. I that. thought it was a cool, funny moment. Sorry to waste so much of the show's times with texts about it. Oh, don't get so bent up out of shape, buddy. <laughs> TJ, some bad news. When the baby comes, life's over. Friends gone, <laughs> sleep gone, football games, golf, everything fun ceases to exist. Well, that actually came one. from my brother, which is totally true for him. But, Johnny, my other friends seem to be doing just fine. I see Roush out and about from time to time as well, so he's hanging in there. So uh, maybe you just need to – Maybe you just never had friends to begin with. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Suck it, buddy. All right, everybody have a good day. Hey, and suck it to Gus, too. We gave out a lot of Why the hell were you not there Saturday, Gus? What what, what gives? Oh. What gives you the right? Yeah. Gus. Gus. Good old Gus. Uh, All right, everybody have a good day. We'll be back. What's that? Off to Thornton's. Breakfast, here I come. Breakfast, here we come. Off to Thornton's. Yippee-ki-yay. See ya. Oh boy, oh boy, the whole world can see that you.